Support for Great Minds is provided by The Wine Store, located at 1200 Central Avenue in Naples. The Wine Store offers a unique selection of wines from small production, artisan, and family-owned wineries. Their in-store wine education center hosts classes for the novice and connoisseur alike. Details are at thewinestorenaples.com. Welcome to Grape Minds, a wine-centric podcast where two wine-loving friends take a look beyond what's in the glass. We look a little deeper into the stories, the culture, and the history behind the wine. And surprisingly, we even drink a little wine while we're doing it. I'm Julie Glenn. We also talk about the people that make it happen. I'm Gina Birch. As most of us know and have probably experienced at least once, uh, the wine world can sometimes be a little serious, even a little stuffy. And, well, it might be serious business at times. It's mostly fun, or at least it appears that way for Brandon Allen. He's the owner and winemaker of Slow Down Wines, and we are excited to have him in studio with us today. Welcome, Brandon. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. Nice it's to be here. Slow Down honor. Wines. You guys, I'm so excited. This is, <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. Oh, <laughs> I, will, uh, I will dispel all rumors and myths, and you will... No longer be excited at the end of this interview, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> You'll dampen any enthusiasm That's for right. all the things. Um, no, I mean, seriously, I, I love the irreverence and mm-hmm. uh, how not seriously, but still seriously, Thank you take you. things. The marketing part is what you're not taking so seriously. Well, I mean, it's serious, but, you know. There's a lot of effort uh, that goes into being silly. Yeah, well, I, um, I think... In general, like I'm just a very self-deprecating person in general, mm-hmm. and I like to poke fun at myself. I try really hard not to take myself too seriously. The winemaking I take very seriously. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I've always thought wine should just be very fun and approachable. And, and so I try really hard to make a good quality product, um, but also, you know, market it and package it in a way that is approachable for, for you know, people of sort of all different parts of the sphere of like a wine lover um so you don't you don't have to be a master som to appreciate my wines um <laughs> i just i just but a master som would yeah absolutely yeah, that's yeah. the thing yeah well and, here, and if you want to know more about what we're talking about after the podcast look go to slowdownwines.com right sure dot com yeah but don't do that at work if you have no, a, like an open workspace no. and people that are easily offended yeah, because it's a little it's, risky. it starts off looking very benign and very cultured and very sophisticated <laughs> and then it always takes a turn pun intended absolutely <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, we see you in assless chaps and you know all kinds of <laughs> yeah, fun the, things the elephant speedo was my favorite yeah, yeah. For, uh, all, all chaps are assless by the way oh that's just, yeah. just uh, you know, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Thank you for qualifying. Sorry. By, <laughs> nature. <laughs> By nature, chaps yes. should not really have an, a butt. Because no, if they, they did have a butt, then it would be like just leather They're pants. Just really. pants. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Got it. Also good. I yeah. told you I would dispel a lot of rumors in yeah. this today. Well, thank you. Because we've already begun. This is you elect whether to wear something under it. That's right. Right. Commando yes. chap wearing. So um, we're going to get to your flagship wine in a minute, but let's talk about you've got a new wine uh, to Florida and to the market in general, and it's a Sauvignon Blanc. Is this the first time you've done a Sauvignon Blanc? This is, uh, yeah, it's my first uh, Sauvignon Blanc that I've ever made, and it's also my first wine outside of California that I've ever made as well. So this, um, all this fruit comes from Horse Heaven Hills in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually, it's 90% Sauv Blanc, uh, 10% Marsan. Okay. Um, and yeah, so we, I barrel ferment the Marsan, um, 
and then add that back into the Sauv Blanc, which is all done in stainless. And um, it kind of just rounds out the mouthfeel just a little bit of the wine. Um, the fruit from this part of Washington, uh, the Sauv Blanc, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and uh, it just tends to, especially the Sauv Blanc tends to be, you know, have really screeching acidity, which I love. Mm. Um, but I wanted to add a little bit more complexity to the wine. So, you know. Well, barrel form- fermenting and Marsan definitely mm. adds some complexity. Run that thing out, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the aesthetic of the bottle, too. Thank you so much. It's called yeah. Slow Jams. And who hasn't had a mixtape? Well, I guess if you're in your 20s and listening, you might not. Maybe your parents <laughs> do. But um, the mixtape from Days Gone By, I mean, I've got a, I still have some of those. And the, the label is nothing but cassette tapes. It's all cassette. And it's, it so speaks to every Gen X human being. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it is jams. funny, actually. Um, you know, buyers seem to be getting younger and younger now, mm-hmm. obviously, and which is great. Um, but it is funny when every now and again somebody picks up this bottle and asks me what these things are on it. Oh my gosh, no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are these are drinking age like adults. <laughs> yeah, that, there's something wrong with them. Um, um, I'm but, you so know, old. Yeah. I just read something in the Wall Street <laughs> Journal that uh, the wine consumption has gone down for the first time in the U.S. and by a by. A, a decent margin. I think it was 25% or something. Um, have you seen... It's like because um, everybody's going over to that seltzer stuff. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And they mm-hmm. say that the millennials are that. not wanting to drink what their parents drink, but they're thinking... And there's a dispute on the figures because mm-hmm. the Wine Association is uh, disputing those figures. But um, what have you seen yep. a change in your... Um, so, uh, for us, we are still, you know, we're still experiencing, um, growth. It's definitely not as quick as it was probably, you know, in the last like five years or four years, but also, you know, I started the company like eight years ago. Oh shoot. 10 years ago. Wow. Congrats. 10 year anniversary. I can't believe I just, um, and so, you know, but when I started, I mean, I started with like 93 cases of sexual chocolate and then we just experienced, very rapid growth very, very quickly. And we were, you know, really lucky to get, to be well received by, you know, the market. Um, and then I think naturally you just, over time, I mean, you can only grow so that fast for so right. long. And so we experienced, um, you know, we're just kind of, we're still growing, but it's, you know, not as, as quickly. I think um, last year in particular was um, sort of a tough uh, year for the wine market, I think, and just in general. Um, mm-hmm. But that's also, I think there's a lot of things that are sort of factoring into that. Um, right. Um, there still are a lot of young people that are uh, that are very, very into God, I sound old when I say, geez, I cannot believe <laughs> Those it. Those youngsters. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I'm experiencing that, you know, lots of young people, um, even probably before I was really mm-hmm. even getting into um, drinking wine, um, are ex- are they're drinking a lot of wine and and um, they're asking really really great questions. And so That's cool. Very engaged. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's have you seen like with all the consolidation in the wine industry? Mm-hmm. Industry. Are you seeing people and maybe maybe more young people that are interested in smaller producers that aren't part of a huge conglomeration? Yes. Yeah. I think that has uh, definitely been a big thing. Um, you know, in the last like three years in particular, um, a lot of people are very interested in natural wines um, um, and definitely like local. Sort of, or I don't want. I guess not local, but small producers. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of factors that go into that. Um, it's just sort of, I, I guess you know, the last probably couple generations, people have been very concerned with the sort of quality of their food sourcing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just what they drink; it's what they eat as well. And mm-hmm. I think that's had a huge impact on, um, like small produ- people being very interested in small producers and, and you know so much of wine is about the story you know yeah. and um, there's just a lot of um, 
I guess, authenticity with smaller producers a lot of the time, you know. So about the story, then, why did you pick the slow jams and the cassette tapes for the Sauv Blanc? Well, I'm, like, recognizing some of the cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah. The RCA yes. and the different, well, like... I used to seek out this one. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, with the rainbow yes, or with the, uh, the yeah, yeah the it's very retro. Well, I guess they're all retro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Astros, kind of old. Yeah, it looks like a ski jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cool. oh, um, remember when you can get the ones that were made out of orange plastic? Yeah, and they're yeah. see through. Yeah, they're the green plastic, too. Oh, yeah. I loved those. The see through? I yeah. actually, um, I mean, like, we were kind of talking about it a little bit before the show, but uh, I mean, I grew up with, you know, cassette tapes. We didn't, you know, my parents didn't have a lot of money or anything like that and so um we i couldn't afford to buy cds or anything when those started becoming popular and um i mean i just recorded all my music you know either from the radio or Mm -hmm. when cds started coming out and you you know if you had a friend that was rich enough to have like the dual cassette and so you know I, i remember like the first dookie album green day dookie album like i recorded over a tape like i was just i would tear through the house trying to find like old tapes anywhere or whatever and i recorded that that album and I took it to a friend's house and I was like we gotta listen to this we gotta listen to this album and he looked at it and he's like dude you recorded over the bible and I didn't even realize that I had done that I don't I, this is a very this is this this is a nostalgia project for yeah. me basically I've, I've been carrying like these tapes around with me for yeah. my whole life and my wife was finally just we moved with them like six times and finally she was like what are you gonna do with these and I was Aww. just like I think I'd, I'll just make a wine label out of it you know <laughs> just to justify yeah, carrying these around with me perfect. all the time yeah, exactly. I carried them around forever and I finally <laughs> yeah. got rid of them I've, yeah. I've got a few that a few that I've held on to yeah. but this wine is really nice so, so good yeah. I mean it's seamless I thank think. you very much I appreciate it's that like you were it's... saying some Sauv Blancs like uh, punch you in the face with the, mm-hmm. with the yeah. acid mm-hmm. and, the, and, yeah. the, and the fruit the grapefruit the citrus but this is this is good. And I look, hate yeah, grapefruit. I, I mean, it's over. It's probably it's mm. uh, it's overmade. I think, or the, I think there are a lot of Sauv Blancs are, are there's they're maybe one dimensional. They might just have grapefruit or. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to kind of get away from that a little bit. So yeah, yeah no, I totally. Yeah. And I like uh, the barrel ferment. You said mm-hmm. barrel ferment. Yeah, that, with that the just really yes. just it adds another dimension. It really does. It makes it just a and lot. it's subtle. Mm-hmm. It's not like because I'm thinking, oh gosh, we've got some oak in there and. But no, it's, it's neutral. Good. It's all no, neutral. I can't taste the oak at all. Yeah. But, I mean, no, but it, it rounds it. Chills it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, not temperature chills, but you know what I'm saying. Chill. Do you, have, chill. Um, you have a, a, it's a slow jam. Chardonnay that I know is one of Julie's favorites before we get to the sexual thing. chocolate. That's uh, Broken Dreams has a good story, too, from you when you um, were first starting, right? Man, yeah. So uh, I Broken Dreams was the second wine I ever made. And my, my first wine, uh, which we'll taste in a bit, is sexual chocolate. And um, the label is just kind of this handwritten story and like number two pencil for sexual chocolate and my cell phone numbers at the bottom of the label. Um, so I started making that with my best friend in college and, you know, we started the company together. In like a total garage project, right? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. in backyard, yeah, yeah. essentially. Um, <clears throat> but we started the company together and, you know, after our first year, we kind of had a big falling out. And so I changed the, uh, my cell phone number is on the bottom of sexual chocolate. I changed the outgoing message on that number to say, hey, you've reached Slowdown Wines, the home of sexual chocolate and broken dreams. And, you know, I just said that because I was kind of being emo and like, you know, my, I just had my heart ripped out. And wow. uh, I got a call from a wine shop owner in L.A. and he left me a message just saying, hey, we love sexual chocolate. I can't keep it on the shelves. Send me a case of broken dreams, <laughs> which like I did not make a wine called broken dreams. But, <laughs> oh, I got you your know, broken dreams I, right I, here. Yeah, exactly. my heart. <laughs> uh, when I had first started the company, you know, I got some... 
good advice from one of my mentors. He said, you know, the first case is the hardest to sell. So I figured I had already like sold one case of Broken Dreams. I might as well just make a whole one. So yeah, that's like the, I guess, etymology of, of that name. I heard so tell, that me, tell, tell me about the, the Chardonnay. So um, I uh, try to make a kind of a non-traditional, I, I always tell people, non-traditional California style Chardonnay. So um, I do a really light oak program with that wine. It's a 30% new French oak. The rest is all stainless steel. Um, and I try really hard not to let the wine go through malolactic fermentation. So um, it keeps the lactic acid way down in the wine. Um, it's a pretty bright, fresh wine. Um, so no Orville Redenbacher. Yeah, no, right? no, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I, I, I try to stay away from that. It's not um, that, you know, look that's a style that a lot of people love and mm-hmm. I understand that totally respect it. I just want to make something a little different. I want to show sort of, you know, Chardonnay is such a versatile grape. Um, yeah. and I think, you know, in California, it's sort of been um, a one note pony sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, it's, I remember when I first started making wine, I hated Chardonnay or that's what I thought, you know, just right. cause what I was exposed to. And then as I started learning more and more about wine, I started learning, you know, what a beautiful grape that is. I'd say, you know, Chardonnay is probably my favorite grape now to work wow. with. Um, but it's just because, of, you know, sort of the experience, especially starting to tool around in France and like tasting through like Chablis and tasting a lot, even even Burgundy. Um, I just wanted to show a little bit more versatility in California, you know. And so that's what I – That's this is like my – small little mission with that with that wine there are a lot of young winemakers making really cool california chardonnays now um and this is just my sort of interpretation of it you know i've tried it a couple years ago and i remember loving it so if i remember it that long that's pretty yeah yeah yeah. it has really good minerality and surprisingly i get um pretty much all that fruit from lodi now but Mm -hmm. um which a lot of people don't associate Lodi with Chardonnay, um, but there's a lot of Chardonnay being grown out there, and there's some. We work with some beautiful vineyards. Um, that um, it's yeah, Lodi like Zinfandel very, land or something. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of Zin, um, a lot of uh, well, there's a lot of varietals actually out there, but um, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, sexual chocolate is now in the glass. <laughs> yes. Entered pouring, the building, entered the glass. For myself a bit. So, sexual chocolate again is your flagship. It's the yes. one that puts you on the map, and it, as you said, the label is handwritten. It looks like it's in pencil, and that is a number to reach one of your cell phones. That's really my cell on there. Phone. Yep. Do you, that's what right. kind of calls do you get from? The- <laughs> it's mostly just drunk old ladies yeah. calling. Well, it's it's actually a really fa- like it's been a fascinating I guess social experiment which I wasn't intending to do but um I I mean I don't know I might have so I've had that number now for like 10 years on on a bottle of wine and I maybe have gotten like two negative calls like in the entire time you know and um which is pretty fascinating. I mean, if you put mm-hmm. a customer service number on a product, I mean, usually, you know, you're going to get like 90% negative. Well, think, so feedback. what were the two negative people? Were they mad I don't about, remember. Were they mad about the name? No, or the taste? I, 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 I do talk poorly. <laughs> I do actually talk a little poorly about the French on the label. Oh, and uh, no. that's just, that's just. You're uh, <laughs> a little sensitive. Yeah. yeah. So I get, I, I think both calls were like, hey, why are you, you know, talking smack right. about the French? Um, yeah. <laughs> which I wrote this label when I was 19 years old. So, you know, my sort of preferences and things have changed. But but I still – I'll always keep this label the way it is just because, you know, that's where I started. And yeah, so, it would be a shame um, to change it. But, uh, but yeah, like going back to the number, I mean, um, it's it's just people – 
usually in groups. I mean, luckily, it's not a lot of people calling me alone, drinking drink alone. Um, <laughs> and they're just – Let's I'm call calling, him up. They're calling <laughs> – actually, first to see if the number works. I would yeah. say half the calls people just hang up once I start – once they realize Hello. there's a real human. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the rest is just really nice people that are just – grateful and you know congratulating me on the product it's it's very (laughs) it's been really cool it's been really really that is awesome Mm -hmm. so this is a zen based so it's actually um it's a Syrah based blend it started out yeah as a zen based blend um and then you know over the years i've shifted um to for this to be predominantly Syrah it's actually 50 percent Syrah 20 percent Zinfandel 30 percent Malbec and uh, mm-hmm. I get this fruit kind of from all over California, Napa, Sonoma, Lodi, mm-hmm. Little Syrah from Santa Barbara. Um, but yeah, it's it, you know just a, I guess people pleaser. Um, it is, well, you know, sexual chocolate should be. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's yeah. the band from uh, the coming Eddie to Murphy. America. Coming that's to right. America. Oh, and that's that boy good. We've got a new uh, movie coming out. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah. Which actually, sexual chocolate. Shout out to Eddie Murphy. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't know me or know that I exist. <laughs> <laughs> After this but, uh, podcast, yeah, he, he will. He, he definitely will. Yeah, sure. gonna, yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, he's got a sequel coming out, so um, you know, I'm looking to capitalize on that. Maybe get some extra sales. This year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, theaters are increasingly selling wine. <laughs> no, I know. We've right? actually so. had. A, we've, we're talking to one. Well, there's a theater group in Arizona. They have like 30 theaters, and they want to carry sexual chocolate you for, know, the for the out. Yeah, and, and so we're we're going to be trying to you know. Get into some get into some theaters. Will well, sexual yeah, chocolate mm-hmm. ever come in a can? <laughs> no, probably not. <clears throat> Sorry, I, I want no. sexual chocolate in a can. I, I, it sounds so yeah. bad and great at the same I mean, time. I mean, I have nothing against cans. I just for for me with this wine in particular, um, I've just been making it for so long, and so much of it was about the experience of like the packaging and yeah. Um, there's you know the interaction of it. I just don't know how it would translate to, that to a can. I probably could. I guess I. Just maybe I'm being lazy. It, no, if it's working for you, <laughs> don't do it. You know, well, it's like it's, a whole other production situation. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's. All, I mean, it's not impossible. It's definitely it's doable. Um, I'm I'm not opposed to doing something in a can. I just don't know if I do sexual yeah. chocolate in a can. Something new. Yeah, exactly. So Syrah based, <laughs> and it's this does taste like sexual chocolate to me. I don't know what it, it does. Yeah, like, I mean, it, chocolatey. It, it tastes it. like the name, right? It's yeah. it's like it is kind of sexy and smooth well, and that's chocolatey. That's how Syrah and, just is. You know, yeah. Syrah is just like a big warm embrace. For yeah. sure. Like you yeah. just want to kind of take off your clothes and just mm-hmm. like cuddle Snug with it. Yeah, just settle in. Like those extra soft blankets. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Gravity right? blanket. <laughs> Weighted blanket. I'm Someone not dim into. the lights, please. Yeah. <laughs> mm, but and then it does have that kind of like chocolatey thing on the little outside mid palate yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But let's talk about the. Um, every time I think of uh, sexual chocolate, slow down wines, your entire video catalog. Yes. Which is fab. <laughs> um, whenever I think of that, I think of a friend of mine uh, from Italy named Gigi, and he formed the Anti BS League. <laughs> okay. And he would. Read with great uh, irritation the wine descriptions on labels and wine reviews and critics saying, uh, you know. Great ambivalence. (laughs) He was just so, I hate it. And so that's kind of like sort of what is is being called out. Like only well-manicured hands harvest our grapes. That's right. This is what I do. Yeah. Made by by men with gentle, well-manicured hands. Yes. That's that's, that's the voiceover. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) The voiceover is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And then then the visuals, you Mm -hmm. know, whole other territory. Well, like I I mean – it's look. I think every producer has sort of their own vision and their own sort of like, um, I, I guess message that, message that they're trying to translate. I think 
especially every producer that I love and, and respect. I think, you know, you can sort of get a feel for what they're like or what they're, you know, what they're trying to translate to you, like as you drink the glass, as you drink a glass of their wine or as you look at their packaging. Um, and so for me, you know, my, what I'm trying to translate to people is I just, I just really want people to take this a little less seriously and just have mm-hmm. a little bit more fun with it. The majority of winemakers that I've, that I've met and that I know are really laid back, you mm-hmm. know, um, especially in California, kind of stony, you know, yeah. and, and uh, they just want to have a good time and they really care about their craft. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, when I, it's, it's easy to get caught up, I think on the other side, like the sales side or the industry side um, and like, the hoity-toityness, the sort of like stuffiness of it. But when we do that, I feel like, you know, you sort of exclude a lot of people from right. the conversation. And, and I don't, I really don't want to do that. I just, I just want my wines to be very approachable for people. So that's awesome. That's, have you, have you been able to determine with whom that resonates the most? Is this kind of, and I'm seeing the cassette tapes and I'm thinking Generation X, which is not in hoity-toity land for the most part, but mm-hmm. then also kind of interested in quality and sort of driving a lot of that interest in what kind of food, what kind of wine, what you're consuming? Yeah. Um, so like quality would, wise. So when I'm going to try to answer the question, I might be getting off track, but that's okay. That's what, that's what podcasts are for. Uh, yeah. Especially when you're drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we started, I thought, you know, we were, I was making this wine. Yeah. My backyard son, it's kids in the dorms, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of going to be our target market was like my age bracket. Um, when I f- started selling the wines though, and I, like I was saying earlier, it's like, I have this um, sort of touch point with my consumer right on my bottle where I can like get a pretty good feel of like who's drinking the wines. And I'd say, you know, the majority of people that were drinking our wines from the beginning were like women in, you know, late 40s, early 50s. Um, And that was when I was like 21. And so and that we've kept a lot of that. Um, I'd say that that sort of consumer base has, has like kept us in business for a long time. And now as sort of my age group is coming around to wine, I think a little bit more, um, we're getting a lot more sales there. Um, so is that your, did that answer your question? Yeah, I'm just, I just wondered who, res, who has been responsive, you know, I don't know if you can generalize with age groups. It's and stuff tough. Like that, yeah, it is tough. I think to generalize with, with age groups. I, I see like across the board, it's like people from all sort of walks of life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now, you know, in the last like probably four years, we've seen, you know, our demographic get younger. Um, sort of going back to the question about like just wine in general. I mean, there are a lot of people, you know, my age, younger that are drinking a lot of wine, but there's a lot of other factors going right. on to that. Whole thing. I've got one more question before we yeah. wrap it up here, and that's about Send Nudes. That oh, was yeah. a new project you did last year, uh, Rosé. It was beautiful, and it was so another fun label and a great story behind <laughs> that too. <laughs> well, I mean, the story behind it is it's pretty simple, actually. I... Yeah. So I make a rosé called yeah. Send Nudes. It's all from Sonoma <laughs> Coast. Um, it's all Pinot Noir. It's all, um, yeah, delicious it's really wine, but I'm very biased. So, you know, I like I've been talking about, Sexual Chocolate it has had a cell phone number on it for a very long time. And uh, I would randomly just get random nudes sent to me yeah. every now and again. And I kind of thought like, wow, I mean, how many would I get? If I put, if I asked for it, you know, so <laughs> I just made a wine called Send Nudes and I put my number on there and yeah. um, I've gotten a lot more. <laughs> yeah. But I love, you know what I love about the label too? Is it says Send Nudes on the front and then you turn it over in the back. Yeah. And you can kind of see through and there's a, it's, it's clear glass. You could see the back side of the label says Beauty. Beauty Lies Within. Yeah. Beauty mm-hmm. Lies Within. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so it does have a little message that makes you go like, oh, this is, oh, oh, yeah. oh. Look, yeah. I, I think for me, it's like, I love when people, 
people appreciate these little details because to me, like so many details are just really important, especially with with the marketing, the packaging. And, you know, not everybody's going to notice that. But um, not just like a marketing play. I think, you know, when I first started, especially with sexual chocolate, making a wine called sexual chocolate, people like, oh, it's so kitschy, you know. Mm -hmm. um, But like the wine is good. good. And I care about the wine and I don't want to compromise like – this fun loving free sort of attitude just just to try to make a wine that fits in like this box that people want you know Mm -hmm. so um but yeah there's a little message in the bottle and uh it's uh it's a very fun wine i'm actually gonna do it i'm thinking about making a uh, coffee table book and it's gonna be called your nudes are safe with me (laughs) and uh i'm gonna put all the nudes in it (laughs) so if you want to be in the book send away (laughs) (laughs) just blur out the face oh my gosh yeah i'll I'll do that that is so funny Oh, thank you so much for for being in with us this morning and and continuing to make these great wines. Are you available in all 50 states? Uh, um, Like 42, I think. That's pretty Um, good distribution. Yeah. You know, we have some small states that we haven't quite made it to yet. I mean, like like Utah's a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) They won't have us quite yet. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Let's just say the Mormons don't want a wine called Send Needs in their market. Or sexual chocolate. Yeah, or sexual chocolate. Especially that one. Maybe yeah. even slow jams would have yeah. a tough time. I'm just hard telling. All right. Well, Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producers for online media are Anna Bejarano and Tara Calligan. Technical production is by Mike Canary. Great Minds theme music for Zante is by Colin Mannon. To get in touch, check greatminds.org or call the Grape Line and ask a wine question that we can address on a future show. That number is 707 Thanks for listening. <laughs>